Welcome to Quality Living Made Simple. We all want to have a quality life, but we run into difficult situations all the time. This is the podcast to help you understand what it really means to have a quality life, and then to create and maintain that life by implementing simple tips, tools, and ideas. You can find out more information at qualitylivingmadesimple.com. I hope that you enjoy the show and share this with your social circles. Well, this is the ninth episode for Quality Living Made Simple podcast. My name is Joshua Rivers, and I'm so excited to have you with us today. I have an interview today with Kent Sanders. He is a friend that I met on 48days.net, and I would suggest that if you are interested in starting a new career or trying to pursue work that you love, anything along those lines, uh, you would definitely check that out, 48days.net. That's a community there set up by Dan Miller. But before we get to that, I would like to uh, just point out that you can be able to get the show notes to this episode by going to simpleliving.us forward slash 009. And the episode today is about Evernote. If you remember back a couple weeks, there was an interview I had with Chris Lacurto talking about preparing for events and going to, uh, especially the Entre Leadership event that I'm going to here in the near future. One of the things that he mentioned was to be able to take notes as you're going to events, to be able to keep track of the different things that go on and the different things that you want to have to remember uh, later on. And so when I talk to Kent, he's going to be sharing some things about Evernote for us today. And I would like to apologize for the quality of the audio. I was trying something a little bit different with my microphone and it didn't work out too well. I ended up having a lot of background noise and I was trying to edit that out and kind of gave me a muffled sound in there. And so I will not be continuing that effort in that. So I'm going to go back to what I was doing. But without any further ado, here is the interview that I had with Kent Sanders. All right, I'm excited today to be able to have with me Kent Sanders. And so he is a contact, someone that I've met through 48days.net, the community that Dan Miller has started. And so it's been a great place to be able to meet some people and to be able to uh, interact and to be able to get some advice and be able to offer some advice as well to be able to make those contacts. And so he was a contact that I made through there. And we just happened to be starting our podcast about the same time. I, I think I'm maybe just an episode or two ahead of him. And so as I was getting started, he was asking me some questions and I didn't have good answers, but I kind of, I kind of gave, uh, did the best I could as far as trying to give him a little bit of advice as far as what I was trying to do. And, and so we kind of established a little thing there and, so then just uh, through talking, we uh, realized that there would be a great topic that we'd be able to cover, and so we're going to go into that. But uh, anyway, without any further ado, Ken, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Joshua. I really, really appreciate the opportunity to be on your show, and I li- really like what you've done with your with your show so far, and uh, I've listened to some of those, and I uh, think it's really, really cool. So thanks for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much for that. So I've, I've listened to a couple of yours. Uh, I think you have three that are out at the time they're recording. Maybe it's four now. And so I listened to a couple of them. Yeah, I just put out my fourth one this morning. And um, yeah, we'll kind of see what happens with it. So we're kind of on this journey together about the same pace, I think. All right. 
Well, uh, why don't you just go ahead and take just a minute here and let everybody know a little bit more about who you are and maybe a little bit what you do. Sure thing. Well, uh, again, my name is Kent, and I have been, most important thing, of course, is my family. I've been married to my wife, Melanie, for coming up on 17 years this June, and we have a son, Benjamin, who actually turned nine years old yesterday. And I love my family, of course. They're a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun times together. Uh, as far as, you know, jobs and things like that, my background is in pastoral ministry. And oddly enough, I actually went to college to become a preacher because when I went to college, that was kind of the only ministry opportunity that I was aware of. I grew up in a small country church, and we just had a preacher at our church. It was a small church, and so that's kind of what I wanted to do with my life. But then when I got to college, I realized that I had some artistic gifts and sort of leaned more that direction than the preaching direction and got into worship ministry. And then uh, almost 10 years ago, I guess, about nine years ago, I transitioned more into teaching full-time. And now I teach music and worship in the arts and guitar at a small Christian college in St. Louis, actually in the north part of St. Louis in the town of Florissant. And I teach there at St. Louis Christian College and love it. it it's great. So that's kind of what I'm up to these days. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I actually never uh, mentioned this before, but I actually have a degree in pastoral theology myself. Awesome. And so so Very I, cool. I got that back in 2004. And so I've been uh, an assistant pastor couple of churches and so i can definitely relate to that uh, very similar to me i've kind of went that way kind of thinking that's that's about all that that there is or the, the big part and so that's kind of what i pursued and i do believe that god was calling me that way but then also i started realizing some other gifts and other areas that i'd be able to give value in as well yeah yeah you know one of the one of the cool things about about ministry and anybody who has a background in church ministry you know, part-time or full-time will will definitely relate to this, and I know that you do as well, is that church ministry prepares you for a lot of different things mm -hmm. because it, it's such a varied kind of a role. Yes. And I'm I'm really grateful for the time that I've had in vocational ministry, and I'm really grateful for what I'm doing now as a volunteer and appreciate that opportunity so much. But, yeah, you know, you just never know where certain jobs and certain kind of things will lead someday and how they might prepare you for something that's in the future. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, the reason that we're having the interview today is about Evernote. And so I've been, uh, for, for those who have been following the podcast and blog for a little bit, uh, I'm coming to, coming up on, uh, going to an Entree Leadership event on the 19th. And so, uh, recording this on the 12th. And so one week from today, I will be at that event. And so I've been doing some things, trying to share how I've been preparing for that. And, uh, last episode, we hadn't, uh, had that interview with Chris Lacurdo, or actually two episodes ago. We had that interview with Chris Lacurdo, and he gave a lot of great advice for preparing for events. And one of the things that he mentioned was taking notes. And so, so going along with that, uh, and then when Kent mentioned, he mentioned about, uh, having some, uh, experience and even expertise in Evernote, that, that just kind of just fit right in with that. And so I know there's a lot more that we could use with Evernote as well, more than just going to events. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. So why don't you just go ahead. Um, why do we uh, need Evernote or, or why do we even need to talk about it or look at it? Well, that's a good question. And uh, I kind of had to chuckle to myself when you, you mentioned that I might have some expertise in Evernote. And really all it comes down to is the fact that I use it every day and I really, really like it. And so it kind of reminds me of that old saying about 
you know, in the church, what evangelism is, how it's one beggar telling another beggar where they found bread. And I honestly feel like that's kind of what I do with Evernote is I'm not by any stretch an expert in it at all. But, you know, I've just used it a lot and I really have benefited from it. So I'm just kind of, you know, I love to share about it and how it's helped my life. So let me kind of give uh, everyone the simple rundown of what Evernote is. Um, you know, when I was looking through your website, two two themes of your podcast, Joshua, and what you're doing really resonated with me as far as talking about Evernote. And one of those themes is the idea of quality. And boy, I think all of us today relate to the fact that sometimes we don't feel like we have the quality of life that we want because we're so busy, we're we're overcommitted many times, sometimes we're tired, we're stressed out and things like that. And But one of the things that does cause us stress is just simply being disorganized. And I don't know about anybody else, but I misplace stuff all the time. And, you know, if I had back every moment in my life where I've been looking for my wallet or my keys or my shoes or my phone, you know, I'd have a lot of extra time. Yeah. But in terms of like information, you know, uh, obviously written information, text, documents, things like that, Evernote is fantastic because I believe, and this may sound like a stretch, but I honestly believe it can increase your quality of life to a small degree because it does help you become more organized. And something else that, that you've talked about is, you know, kind of the theme of your website is quality living made simple. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Okay. And I say Evernote even speaks more directly to the idea of simplicity. And I love that because it just is a place to put all your stuff. And essentially what Evernote is, is it's an app, but it's also a program, however you want to think about that, that you can put on any device or any kind of computer platform. And it's a place to put any kind of digital information that includes any kind of files. But mostly I think it'll be things like documents, text, stuff like that. So essentially that's the beauty of Evernote is it's kind of like a place to dump. I call it a brain dump. You know, it's a place to store all of your information related to anything. And it's easily retrievable from any device, any platform, any computer. So that's essentially what it is. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah, I've, I've heard some about it. I've heard of Michael Hyatt speak about it and i i took the time i went ahead and downloaded it on my phone and i i think i tried to put one thing in there and then i never really looked back at it and, and so that's that's one reason why i'm excited for for you to be able to share this with us and so i mean i'm sure everybody else can feel the benefit but uh i know it could be a different benefit for myself to be able to learn this a little bit more i need something like that because i'm just the same way i um i, I want to say that i'm organized and in some contexts, I'm very organized. When I'm at my job, I, I keep everything nice and square and straight and organized and yeah, yeah, and, and all that. But then I get home and you look at my home office and around my house, and you would have no idea that organization was uh, anywhere nearby. <laughs> and so yeah, I can relate to that with with myself for sure. And I, I don't know how many times I've gone through. I've written to do lists and I've had little three by five cards. I wrote wrote notes and post-it notes and uh, I have no idea what happens to them and then I forget what I'm supposed to do and different <laughs> things and so, well. and so I'm and so I, I thought okay well I could have it on my phone and that could be something great it's if I always have my phone and so I could be able to never lose it and and so but I just never have taken the time yet to be able to learn this so I definitely appreciate it sure is there anything else that uh, in about so as far as what it is you kind of gave some some things there far as what it is yeah you know again basically it's just it's an app for your phone or device you can put it on any 
mobile device, basically. But it's also, you know, I guess what we what we would consider a traditional program. That's I guess that's kind of like antiquated language. Nobody talks about programs anymore. But it's a program for your PC or Mac or or whatever. And you know, it's it does take a little bit of time to set up and to kind of get used to the interface and figure out how it works. But really, I'd say it's pretty simple. Anybody who uses a computer could easily figure out how to use this. Uh, you know, like a lot of people use Dropbox. I would say it's it's really no more difficult to learn than Dropbox. And, and in fact, it does some of the same, same kinds of things, but it does a lot more than Dropbox. So, okay. Um, yeah, I'd say that's, in a nutshell, that's it. As far as the cost of the program, it's actually free. And the only time that it will cost you something is if you want to upgrade to a bigger storage plan, kind of like Dropbox again. You know, you get a certain amount of space for free, but then if you want the big daddy, then you got to pay for it. Okay. And Evernote's only five bucks a month, and I think I don't know how much space you get with it for five dollars a month. I think it's well, I don't want to miss misspeak, but it, it's a lot. In fact, I've never even come close to using all my space on it. So it's you could store quite a bit of stuff on it. Okay. Well, other than uh, I mean, after you get it set up, if you get get registered and all that kind of stuff, what what do you do to try to get information and content or whatever it is that you want to put into Evernote? Sure. Well, there's there's a couple of things that I would recommend doing before you start dumping lots of stuff in there. And the first thing that anybody should do when they when they install Evernote and begin to use it is set up what's just called your folder system. And it works exactly like a regular folder file folder system on a computer. But what you do on Evernote is, you know, you set up different folders for different categories of information or different areas of your life. For instance, in my Evernote, I have a folder, I have a major folder for all of my stuff related to my college teaching and my courses and my responsibilities there. I have another folder just called personal. And within that, I have subfolders related to home finances and taxes and uh, you know, to-do lists, and I even have a folder just called Christmas where I dump ideas for Christmas gifts, you know, birthday gifts or whatever. And then I have another folder just for different topics and subjects that maybe I want to speak on or preach on or, or teach on or something. And everybody's folder system will be different because everybody has different needs. So that would be the first thing that you do is set up a file system. And in fact, this might be a good time to refer people to some tutorials that I have online they're on YouTube. If you just search for my name, Kent Sanders, K-E-N-T-S-A-N-D-E-R-S, then that'll bring up my page on there. And I've got three Evernote tutorials that are pretty detailed on how to do all this stuff that we're talking about today. So if anybody feels overwhelmed by all this kind of stuff, you can just go there and and I'll, I'll walk you through that step by step. But, um, you know, one more thing with this I wanted to mention is something that will make Evernote a lot more useful potentially is buying a scanner. And if you don't have one at work or something or don't have a printer that has a scanner, one that I recommend and I use it all the time, it's a Fujitsu ScanSnap. And the model that I have, I think it's uh, an S1300, I believe is the model that I have. And the reason that that's such a great tool is because it's really fast. It's a color scanner and you can it has a small document feeder and you can scan stuff directly into Evernote. And you can set it up so that whenever you scan receipts or documents or whatever in there, it can go directly into a folder that you specify. And, you know, that's, it just kind of takes a lot of the, the thinking out of it. So, boy, I use that lots and lots. It's uh, really helps me to go pay, as pay, much paperless as I can, which I like. 
So, and I, you know, I can talk more about how to get some things into Evernote if you like. Um, but that's kind of the gist of how to set it up and some beginning steps. Okay. That sounds good. I, I have a scanner myself. It's just a printer scanner, but uh, I, I assume that it could probably work as well to be able to put that in there. And so, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, why don't you go ahead and uh, give us some more information then as far as being able to get get stuff into Evernote? Sure. And this, this might help help everyone to see just how useful it is when you when you hear some ways that you can get content into Evernote. Uh, one way is that, and I'm talking more about the app now than anything because I use the mobile version a lot more than the desktop version, probably. But so one way is you just open up, you create a new note in Evernote, and if you use the app or the program, you know anybody can easily see how to do all this stuff that I'm talking about. But you can obviously type directly into a note and type whatever you'd like. Or what I actually used a lot on my iPhone is I use the speech-to-text recognition feature, which is really handy when you're driving because I get a lot of ideas in the car for you know blog posts or class ideas or sometimes song ideas or whatever, and I don't want to I don't want to text that to myself or or email it to myself because you know that's kind of bad when you're driving, and so I'll just open up the app and I'll hit the the button on my phone that you can you know let you speak into it and I'll just use the text recognition feature. And so that translates it into text in that note, and there I have it, which is really, really handy. Uh, another way that I, you can get stuff in there is by using a, a an Internet browser add-on that, that Evernote makes available. It's called Evernote Clearly. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's called Evernote Web Clipper. And it's just a little browser extension where whenever you see something on a website that you want to keep, you just highlight it and hit the clip button, and then it clips it right into Evernote. It's very, very handy. Okay. Uh, another way that another thing that I do a lot is I email things to myself in Evernote, and you know we all know what it's like to have an, an email inbox that has hundreds of emails in it. We feel overwhelmed by that. We feel very disorganized. And so a rule that I try to live by is I try to empty my inbox as much as possible and do something with those emails. And something that you can do, and in, in fact that I do a lot is I'll send an email from myself, or actually what I do is I forward it from myself to my Evernote email account. So whenever you sign up for Evernote, you get a specific Evernote email address. And what that does is it sends a note directly into Evernote. So for instance, if you sent me, well, in fact, I did this with some of the emails that we've exchanged, is I wanted to save those details for whenever we chatted, you know, for an hour in the future. And I didn't just want to put them in some random folder in my email account. I wanted to save those in Evernote so that I can have access to those anywhere. And so then what I will do is I'll email it to myself at my email address with Evernote. And then what you do in the subject line is you put the at symbol and then you put the name of the folder that you want that to go into within Evernote. So for instance, whenever we've communicated over email, I will forward that to my Evernote address. But then in the subject line, I'll put at podcast because that's what we were communicating about. And then furthermore, you can actually tag a note with a hashtag. For instance, if I wanted to tag something, I could put Joshua Rivers and that way, Whenever I go into Evernote to search for something, it'll bring up everything that has your name in it. So it's very, very powerful. We talked about scanning. You can take pictures directly into a note and put them in directly into a note with Evernote. That's very handy. Um, you can record audio, as I mentioned, which is very handy. You can drag files from your computer right into Evernote. You can cut and paste from other programs. So all kinds of things that, that you can do with that. 
to get your content into Evernote. Maybe you can um you shared some in your explanation there, but uh some some ways that we can be able to use it in our daily life to like you said you can help to simplify and organize our life. So I mean, what are some examples for using that in our daily life? Well, I'll I'll give you about 15 examples if that's okay. I I don't want to, I don't want it to be overkill, but I just made a list of what do I actually use Evernote for. And this may help everyone to to see at least how one guy uses it. Now, one little caveat before I share, I guess, anymore is that I'm a very detailed person. And um, I like to save details because I want to reference those later. And I'm not by nature necessarily super organized, but what Evernote helps me to do is keep track of those details so that I can get them out of my brain and into somewhere else. And so, you know, if you don't feel like you're an organized person, for anybody who's listening, that's completely okay because with Evernote, you don't have to be. You just put all your stuff in there, and then that's where you have it, and it kind of helps you with that. So, But I think if, you're, if you are a detail-oriented person, you probably would be uh, – you know, people who like details and like storing information and who are drawn to that kind of a thing probably are really, really going to like Evernote a lot because it's kind of like you know a, a detail and information person's you know, dream come true because you can put everything there. So that's probably overstating it just a bit, but you kind of get my point. So Right. Anyway, let me share some some ways that I use it in my everyday life. One way is that I scan important documents like, you know, receipts for taxes, um, manuals for electronics, recipes, insurance policies, check stubs, all those kind of things. I put all that stuff into Evernote and then as much as I can, I shred it so that I don't have to keep the paper copies. Now, things that are important like passports, you know, stuff like that, you're not going to want to shred, obviously. So, you know, any important, you know, marriage certificates, you're not going to want to shred that stuff. But pretty much anything else, I go ahead and scan it in and shred it. Now, something I do myself because I'm I'm a teacher is I have lots and lots of notes. And, you know, anytime that you teach, that generates lots of paper. And so I scan a lot of journal articles, old class notes from grad school, uh, old sermon notes that I have from church services. You know, I want to keep those just for future reference and things like that is very helpful. Something else that I do, which I mentioned, uh, I think already, is forwarding emails to myself in Evernote. And so I keep information that way. I use it to keep any teaching ideas that I have or song ideas, you know, for any musicians out there or artists. You know how when you get an idea for something and you don't have a pencil and piece of paper, sometimes it's frustrating because you can lose that idea very quickly. So Evernote's great because you can just say it right in there and it, it records it, or you can take a picture of something. Many times when I'm out shopping, I will take a picture of something that I want to reference later. Like if I'm in a, in a music store and I see an amp that I'd like to think about purchasing at some point in the future, I can just take a picture of that amp model number and put it in a specific folder and save it for later. So I don't ever have to wonder, oh, what was that amp model number? Or if you're in like Home Depot and you see a certain set of table and chairs, maybe your your spouse would like, you can take a picture of that, stick it in Evernote. It's handy for future reference. You know, things like that are are very, very handy. I keep it, um, I also use Evernote as my task list. Now, some people don't prefer that, but I have a specific note in there where I keep my tasks. That uh, that works for me. I put ideas for blog posts and podcasts in there. I have gobs and gobs of ideas for content for blog posts and guests for podcasts and all kinds of different stuff. 
just because I don't want to forget those things. I use it to store recipes, uh, which my wife likes because, you know, you can keep recipes in there. I make it's about home repairs. Uh, I'll give you a quick example. Just a couple weeks ago, we had to replace a couple sets of blinds in our living room because our cat had gotten a little crazy with them. Anybody who has a cat, how that goes. Oh, yes. And I wanted to make sure that the next time I was at Home Depot, I had the size of those blinds so that I didn't forget what size they were. So just in my in my personal folder in Evernote, and I've got a subfolder called Home where I put things about home repairs or details like that. I just put a note that those blinds were, I believe, 30 inches wide and 60 or 70 inches long or something like that. And so that when I was at Home Depot a couple days ago, I just looked at that note on my phone and I remembered what the size of the blinds was. You know, and it's just simple things like that that I, that I love about Evernote. Now, something that is very, very powerful about Evernote is that when you scan in or even take a picture of handwritten items, if they're even halfway legible, Evernote recognizes those as text, which I think is an amazing feature. So like if you're in a meeting you, and you take handwritten notes, you can scan those right into Evernote. And Evernote will actually recognize that as text, which I think is really, really cool. Just a couple other quick things. Something, you know, we just, we're in tax season now. we got to mail our taxes off by Monday. And I use it to organize my taxes. I put receipts in there and other documents and things like that. It's very, very handy. And, you know, that's basically it. There's a couple of other things that I can mention on there, but that, that gives you the, the gist of the kind of things that I use it for in my everyday life. Well, that's cool. I mean, you, that sounds like it's pretty much everything. So, so that's good. It, it's very versatile, apparently. So that's good. It, it really is, and you know, it, it all depends on how you use it. It's it's kind of like a like any other tool that's very powerful. You decide how you want to use it, and you organize it to fit your lifestyle. And I, it's really helped me in my lifestyle. I know that. So. Okay. Now, if you're starting to use it for all these different things. I mean, you mentioned the, the different uh, file folder setup and things like that, that you can be able to organize it. But how do you find your stuff? What what are good ways to be able to retrieve that once you put it in there so it doesn't get lost like all my post-it notes have? Yeah, well, that's – and that's the thing with Evernote is you can put as much stuff as you want to in there, but if you can't actually locate it, then it really doesn't have much value to it. And the cool thing about this – this program is that it does a great job searching and finding things. Uh, let me give you an example. Okay, let's say you're trying to find a handwritten note of something. It could be a Christmas list, or it could be a birthday list, or it could be a home repair list, or meeting notes, or whatever, and you've scanned it in there and you can't figure out what you called that note or what the title of it is. And so all that you do is you can type in different phrases that you think might be in that note, and if the handwriting is recognizable, at least partway, Evernote will more than likely recognize that text. And so you can find it very quickly like that. What I do is I try to have as many folders as I need on there, but the thing about it is you don't want to go overboard with creating hundreds and hundreds of folders because in essence that really defeats the purpose of what it's for. Now, Evernote is not this, I mean it can be, but you don't have to make it this highly detailed, really anal retentive system where you have a folder for every little tiny thing. That's that's not the point of it. The point is that you have enough folders where you can dump your stuff and have it sort of organized, but then you just search for it. And that's really the beauty of it. It's kind of like on a Mac, you have the Finder feature. 
you know, which is a cool thing. So it's sort of like that in a sense. Um, so it can recognize hand notes. One thing that it also does is it recognizes text in photographs. For instance, I can recall one picture that I took of somebody's guitar pedal rig one time. And it had a specific kind of, of guitar pedal on it that was called a, I think it was called a spark pedal. It's kind of like overdrive or something. And if you get in my Evernote folder and search for the word sparkle, that photograph will come up because it recognizes the text in the photograph. You know, which is, is kind of amazing, really. That's that's pretty cool. That is. That's very cool. Yeah, and the other thing that I just wanted to mention about the search feature is that whenever I use a scanner, if possible with a scanner, I scan something in as a searchable PDF. The Fujitsu ScanSnap that has that feature on there, which is nice. I use a, a scanner at the college where I work that doesn't have searchable PDF capabilities, but it doesn't really matter because Evernote recognizes text within PDFs, whether they're searchable PDFs or just regular PDFs. So that's that's a very, very handy feature. So, you know, I would say when it comes to locating your stuff, try to put things in a folder that makes sense. But, you know, once you've used it for a while, you can have hundreds hundreds and hundreds of notes in Evernote. I think I've got thousands now between all the stuff that I put in there. But I generally know where to look, but then you can search within a folder for something specific that you need. And that, that really makes it pretty quick. Okay. Are there any other tidbits or tips or anything like that that you'd like to share? Yeah. I'd say a couple a couple of quick things. One thing that, that people may be concerned about is the whole idea of storing their stuff, just what we call in the cloud, you know, and Evernote servers. Because, you know, that is a concern at times. And in fact, I will say this because somebody may come across this in a news article or something. Several weeks ago, their servers actually got hacked. You know, if you're keeping any kind of sensitive information somewhere, that's really, really bad. But I've never known that to happen to them before. This was a one-time deal, and they were very quick to respond. Nothing of mine got compromised that I know of. And But, you know, I don't really keep things like credit card, credit card numbers and things like that on Evernote. Now, probably is it in there? Probably so, between all the stuff that I put in there, but bank statements and whatnot. But, you know, anything is at a risk of getting hacked, I suppose. So on some level, you have to, to not worry about that too much. I think you have to take, you know, take precautions as you can. But then, you know, we all do banking online. We all have stuff online. We use email. Anything can be hacked, really. So on some level, I wouldn't worry about that too much. But, you know, there is the concern of my stuff's on the cloud somewhere. What if Evernote goes defunct at some point? What if they go out of business? And I don't really think that's going to happen. This is a huge company. They've grown by leaps and bounds the last few years. So I don't worry about that too much. I think the benefits of using Evernote greatly outweigh their risks. And, you know, just one other little tip that I would throw in there is that if someone really wants to dig into this, again, I would point them to my tutorial videos on YouTube. That's kind of a quick and dirty way to, to learn some stuff quickly about it. But if you really want to get super detailed about it, you can buy a book called Evernote Essentials, written by a guy named Brett Kelly. And you can find that at his website, which is nerdgap.com. And that's spelled just like it sounds, nerdgap. I don't know what that means, but that's just his, his website. Where he, I don't I mean, um, I emailed him once, uh, once or maybe twice, just about Evernote. But, you know, I don't get a commission from that or anything like that. So I just I just think it's a great tool. So if somebody really wanted to dive into it heavily, they could. But, you know, to be quite honest with you, if you get it in there and just play around with it, 
I think you'll you'll probably just learn a lot of stuff just by doing that. Okay. Very good. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up with that. This is a very good kind of introduction to Evernote. Definitely gives me a lot of things to be able to go and play with. And so hopefully I don't ignore the work I need to get done trying to play around with this now. But but I definitely going to take this information, try to use it and work it. And that's good. I definitely appreciate you taking the time to share this with us. Oh, sure thing. I appreciate the opportunity. Here, why don't you go ahead and uh, just let everybody know where they can find you to be able to get some more information or be able to get in contact with you if they have maybe some further questions. Sure thing. Yeah, I appreciate that. My blog is called artistsuitcase.com, and that's artists as in plural, then the word suitcase.com. That's a lot of S's in one, in one website address, but that's what it is, artistsuitcase.com. And there I write about the arts and creativity and some other things related to that. That's kind of who I'm writing for are people who are on the creative journey. So if that's something that anybody's interested in, I'd love to have you check out my blog and you can sign up for blog updates and things like that. In a couple of weeks, I will just mention this. I have a book coming out. It'll be a free ebook that'll be available on my website. It's called Z is for Zither. And the subtitle is an artist's ABC. I know that's kind of a bizarre title, but the book will explain what that title is all about. It actually kind of harkens back to an old, old Orson Welles movie, which you know nobody watches his movies anymore, probably except for Susan Cain. But uh, anyway, it's kind of a, a a weird little book, but it's something I think people will enjoy, and it, it's meant for people doing any kind of creative work. But that'll be a free download if they want to check that out in a couple of weeks, and they can get in touch with me. Uh, they are free to email me if they have any questions about this topic. I'd love to help anyone if they'd like. My email address is kent at artistsuitcase.com. And on Twitter, I'm at Kent Sanders. And they, of course, can check out my podcast, which is also called The Artist's Suitcase. And that's uh, pretty much it, really. Okay. Well, I'll, def- I'll have uh, links to all of that in the show notes as well, uh, in case people are driving or something and they're not able to take that information down so if you want to get to the show notes there to be able to get those links and also some of the notes from from the discussion you can be able to go to simpleliving.us forward slash 008 i'm sorry no this is 009 this is the ninth episode i'm a little up a little behind here Uh, (laughs) but yeah so um so simpleliving.us forward slash 009 and that will get you to the show notes for this episode and you can be able to get all that information there well thanks again kent for taking the time to be with us today sure thing thank you again joshua for having me it's an honor to be on your show and if there's any way that i can help any of your listeners i would uh, love to do that so sounds great we appreciate it thank you sure thing well i hope you enjoyed that interview i know i did i learned several things there that i could be able to implement to try to improve what i can do with evernote and I'm going to be starting to work on some of that to try to improve that. I don't know if I'm going to be up to par yet to be able to really use it at the event, but at least for future use. And if you have any suggestions as far as things that people can be able to use that I can be able to uh, use to be able to uh, improve the Evernote experience, uh, you can go to the show notes again at simpleliving.us forward slash 009. You'll be able to scroll down and in the comment section be able to leave your tips there as well. Or maybe you have some other 
tools or systems that you use to be able to keep track of different notes or maybe some to-do lists, things like that, uh, and you want to share those with um, me and the other listeners as well, you can be able to leave a comment there as well. And then also, if you will go to the show notes, there's going to be a link there. Uh, here on the 25th, I'm going to be having an interview with Dan Miller. And so this is an awesome opportunity, and so I was able to get in contact him, uh, contact with him through the 48days.net community there. And so I contacted him, and uh, he gave me a little review of my podcast, and then uh, he accepted an offer that I made to see if I can be able to interview him as well, to be able to talk about about doing work that you love, about doing work that matters, be able to try to pursue something that you would uh, even consider to be a dream job, something like that. And so that is something that he specializes in. And so he has written several books. Uh, Of course, there's the 48 Days to the Work You Love. And I read that book uh, a while back, almost a year ago. And so that was definitely a very uh, good encouragement to me to be able to start pursuing the work that I love instead of just going day to day to the job that I don't really like. And so I'm sure that could be a blessing to you as well. He also has uh, his recent book, Wisdom Meets Passion. And so a great book there as well. I'm actually just uh, getting started reading that. It's taking me a little while to be able to get a hold of that, to be able to read that. But anyway, so if you have any questions for Dan uh, regarding... Uh, any of those topics there uh, I definitely want to open that up to you to be able to ask those questions and I'll do the best that I can to be able to try to implement them into the show into the interview when I'm talking with him as well so you can go to the show notes and be able to get the link to that and you can be able to uh, send me your questions there it's actually going to be just another page on the blog that you can be able to leave your comments there that way you can see if other people are asking similar questions as well well i think that's going to do it for this episode i do thank you again for taking the time to listen to this and i do hope that you'll take a little bit of time to try to connect uh, either through the blog or send me an email or you can um, connect with me on twitter at joshua w rivers and so i'd love to be able to make some contact with you and be able to have uh, some conversations i just uh, hope that you We'll come back again, and I do ask also that if you enjoy this, that you would try to share this with your family, your friends, your social circles, that you would be able to help spread the word on this. Then also you can, uh, if you would, go to iTunes, and you can leave a, a review for me there, be able to give, uh, rate that however you feel the show is worth, which is hopefully a five star. That'll help to be able to make the show a little bit more visible, to be able to help share that with others as well. I do thank you and hope you have a great day.